<clears throat> Hi, good morning, good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana, back with our episode today for Zen Wisdom in Your Everyday Life. And here we are again, another beautiful, cool, but not freezing morning. The wonderful sky, blue, sun shining, all of us breathing, listening, our everyday life the simplicity of it, so much that we just take for granted. But Zen wisdom is really about not taking anything for granted, not taking this breath, this moment, this person for granted, because it's always new, always fresh, when we are new and fresh. So anyway, the topic for today is of the title of our episode for today is Take Me As I Am. I love that phrase. I had an uncle, an Uncle Murray, and um, he was kind of a rogue. He was filled with life. He loved every day. And people would say, but Murray, you didn't do this. Murray, you haven't done that. Murray, don't behave like this. And he would just laugh and say, take me as I am or don't take me. <laughs> And I loved that. Actually, my Uncle Murray was my Zen teacher, although I didn't know it at the time, of course. I so much responded and loved his authenticity and his joy of life and his complete acceptance of who he was. He was not a replica of everyone else in the family or everyone else in the group. He was who he was. I am as I am. Take me as I am. And once I said to myself, my Uncle Murray is a hero. He's a brave one. Brave. How interesting to connect that with being brave. But it indeed it is. It's very, very brave to own, to embody, to occupy who we really are. Not to make excuses for ourselves, not to hate it, not to have to change every minute or get better, in quotes, improve ourselves. There could be a whole life lived. Oh, I have to improve myself. There's something wrong with me as I am. Unfortunately, that is a subterranean program or belief that many, many, many of us live with. It's in the mass consciousness something wrong with me as I am. I have to be better. I have to improve. A very well-known quote states, this is a beautiful quote, all suffering comes from the difference between our real and ideal self. Interesting. Now, what is our ideal self? It doesn't mean not to have ideals, this quote, not at all. Our ideal self is a fantasy self. That's what they're referring to. It's something we've created in our mind. Well, I have to look like this. I have to weigh this much. I have to wear this clothes. I have to have this belief to fit into the group. I have to be approved of by everyone else. It's, it's, you could call it ego or you could call it a false self or an ideal self. It's like a fantasy that we put on top of who we are, a picture, an image. It's not real. 
We wake up and we fix our hair and fix our face and we wear the right clothes and everything else to create an image. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting up and, and looking terrific. Of course not. I'm not suggesting that. But what I'm talking about is creating an image for the world, our outside face, the face that meets the world of who we are, in the hope, in the prayer that we fit in, that we belong that we're accepted. Uncle Murray didn't really do that. <clears throat> he really didn't care. If he was ex- to him, it was much, much, much more important to be who he truly was, to be true to himself. Now, that real self, when we say true to yourself, there's that real self before we put all these images, expectations ideals and demands upon our it, our real self, is naturally very happy, very free, and actually very kind, very compassionate. Why wouldn't it be compassionate? It's not being rejected. It's just there. It's filled with, with fun and joy and awareness. Our real self, our real self accepts itself, and it accepts others. It's not based upon comparison with others. That's a very interesting point. When we're constantly comparing ourselves to someone else, fighting, jealous, trying to be better than them, to be righter than them, when we live that way, we feel very lonely and very inadequate too. That's not a good orientation because it separates us from everyone else, and most importantly, it separates us from who we truly are. Once we base our lives on this ideal self, this fantasy of who we should be, we're pulled into quicksand right away. Right away. When we base our lives upon that, immediately we have to twist and turn ourselves in a thousand different directions to fit into this very often very tight image. So our main goal in life becomes to fit into the group or to seek or to receive approval, seek and re- approval from whomever it is that we have in our life. It's outer-based. It's an outer-based orientation and it does not bring fulfillment because we have to do it all the time. We have to be vigilant, make sure we don't slip up The meal we serve is perfect. The outfit we wear is just so. We don't gain an extra pound. We don't get a wrinkle in our face as the years go by. We have to maintain that image. And let me tell you for sure, it takes a huge toll. Not only on us, but on everyone we live with. And not only does it take a huge toll, it also creates quite a bit of anger in us. And we feel frustrated doing that. We feel constantly judged. We feel constantly watched. And, of course, we're doing that to ourselves. So let's turn that around a little bit and talk about my Uncle Murray or the brave one or the hero. The brave one, the hero, as I called Murray, he can, they can affirm themselves and their lives just as it has been given to them. 
as they are. They're not dependent upon the approval or the recognition of anyone else. They see deeper than that. They see that approval is not love, not at all. Approval is an addiction. Once we have it, we want more and more and more. It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't fill the hungry belly. But when we can be in touch with who we really are and say, yes, okay, I like you. We can become our own best friend. Now, until we can do that, it's very hard to have a real friend in the world. First, we need to hear that yes from ourselves. I like you. I know you. And even to let our real selves live. (laughs) To let it express itself the way my Uncle Murray did. This brave one, this real self, does not live by comparing itself with others. And it does not live by seeking affirmation from a fleeting world with needs and values that are constantly changing. Actually, our Zen practice is all about (laughs) developing, feeding, nourishing the real self. It's such a beautiful practice and such an important practice because it's truly, you could also say, the practice of bravery or the practice of kindness because the real self is always kind. It's kind because it's not being twisted and turned into something else. It's kind because it's accepting itself just as it is and accepting others just as they are as well. Now, I want to make a very quick little point here. I'm not saying that bad behavior or negativity or anything harmful, well, we'll just accept that because that's what's coming out at the moment. That's not what's being said here. When we accept others as they are, we're making room, actually, for them to change naturally, organically. We are allowing the full range of who they are to be without judging it and hating it and rejecting it. It's a very important distinction. Actually, when we have an ideal self, we'll write down, I should be kind, I should be smart, I should be this, I should be that. And it's just like sometimes pasting icing on a burnt cake. I should be, I should be, but the cake underneath isn't, and we know it. And we're trying to either pretend it or strain for it or push ourselves to be that. When at the moment, our real self may be something very different. So what is true, though, on a deeper level is that when you begin to really make friends with your real self and accept it and know it and take it for a walk, All of these wonderful characteristics that we're pasting onto our ideal self, fun, kind, open, they all are there. They're here. They're in all of us intrinsically. And by accepting that part of ourselves, they're allowed to bubble up, just bubble up by themselves. How to meet 
how to become friends with our real self, how to know it, how to invite it in, into our lives. It's a beautiful koan. What a beautiful koan. What a beautiful lifelong practice. How to make friends within. Mm. Of course, what we do in, in Zen practice is we sit down, we don't move, we, we, we get to know ourselves. We don't try to change what we find, we don't reject it. We become acquainted with who we are. We just sit there and we allow it to manifest and reveal itself. We walk, we cook, we live without trying to paste any artificial image on top of who we are. There are many other ways, of course, of course, of connecting to this reality within ourselves. Many, and they're all very beautiful, and they're very important in this world today, especially when there's so much rejection and chaos and confusion, and I'm this and you're that, and division, so much division. But in, in the deepest truth, we all contain everything, everything. And when we can become more simple and more real and more connected to the one within, to the hero, I would call that person, to the brave one who says, here I am, take me as I am. They're saying, know me as I am. Hear me as I am. It's, a, it's actually a prayer or a request it's actually a call for love. Know me as I am. It's a call for love. And when we just are willing to know that person inside of ourselves and outside of ourselves, a person as they are, that is love itself. That person will feel loved. Nothing extra that you have to do but to really, truly hear, know, and be with the real one within and without the real person confronting us, that is love itself. Pain melts away, anger melts away, division melts away, and we return to the ground beneath us and to our beautiful, beautiful life. So, as I usually do, as the podcast comes closer to an end, I'd like to give you a little exercise, maybe, so that you can integrate whatever you found in this talk with your life. I like practicing. I like taking a concept or an idea and making it into my flesh and bones, living it, living it. Because unless something is lived, unless it's manifested, it's words, 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 doesn't really mean much. We can just roll these pretty words in our head, but what difference does that make? It's just like sitting in a fantasy until we take the words and actually make them real. And live it, live it. So one exercise for this particular topic is just take a moment and take a look at who is your ideal self. 
Wow, that's a very interesting question. That's a fascinating question. What are you demanding of yourself? Why? What is it that you have to be, do, think, or have on, and before you're willing to accept yourself? Very, very interesting question. Just notice that. You'll be surprised. Somebody might say, oh, I won't love myself unless I'm rich or unless I'm thin <laughs> or unless I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it is or unless I publish. Many, 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 many ideals set up there. Just take a look and see if for today you can let that go and to truly <laughs> honor, love, be with, and enjoy, enjoy yourself just as you are now. Wow. That's a wonderful, wonderful exercise. It's a wonderful, wonderful koan. It's a wonderful thing to do. So at the moment, we're coming to the end of our time for this morning. Um, our, the, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. You can hear all the podcasts on it or on iTunes or Google or wherever you might like. We've got a lot of them by now. Also, this Wednesday evening, by the way, I will be in Manhasset offering a Zen talk at the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church on 48 Shelter Rock Road for the wonderful Zen group that, that is there every Wednesday night, also connected to Kennedy Roshi's group. And uh, you're very welcome to come join us. It starts at 7.30. We'll be there from 7.30 to 9. Love to say hello. And if you want to write to me, you can at topspeaker at yahoo.com because I love hearing from you and I'll answer and enjoy your questions and comments very, very much. So that is it for today. I thank you once again very much for joining in and for listening and for being a partner in our podcast. Until next week, see you later. Bye-bye.